guys and welcome back to my podcast DC and T and this is the weekly podcast where you can get all your DC information whether it's movies, comics, TV shows with a splash of tea on the side. Not that much tea this week I guess. Well at least not as much as last week. Last week was like 90% tea. <laughs> But this week, I'm very excited because this uh, podcast episode is all about Batman, Bruce Wayne himself. I am so, so excited. I just thought it was fitting because my first episode was about Superman. My second episode was, well, half DC fandom, also Wonder Woman was, you know, a big topic there. So I knew I had to do, honestly, I knew I would do this anyway, but I knew I had to complete the Trinity and have my third episode be all about Batman. I love Batman so much. I love the entire DC Trinity. I love Bruce Wayne. Um, we'll get into it. And you know what is so funny? <laughs> I love Batman. I love watching things about him, obviously, both in movies and in, in TV shows, including the animated movies as well, and the animated TV shows. Please assume that I am including animation in this because, you know, Batman, an animated series, is like a big part of that. Um, but you know what is so strange? I still need to watch Gotham. I am, <laughs> I am ashamed. Because the thing is, I will clarify, I did watch, I think, two seasons of Gotham. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I know I finished season one, and I know I started season two, but I'm not sure if I finished it. And I liked it. It wasn't like, oh, I quit it. It's not good. This is not good with the characters. But I think life just got busy at that point. So I, I promise I will watch Gotham. I know there are people listening to this that are just so shocked <laughs> surprised that i haven't watched it but i will i promise i'm still watching doom patrol and now i have young justice as well that's going on so once honestly once i finish doom patrol i'll move on to gotham because young justice is weekly but had to put that out there <laughs> um but this week i decided to make this podcast co um, a collaborative process and i asked you guys on twitter some questions that you could submit to me about batman so i could answer them and you know i already did have some topics that i want to talk about like the batman my favorite batman everything like that but i just want to see i know batman is such a huge topic and sometimes i would like to do this where i ask you guys questions and that way i can maybe get inspired more and you know talk about things that i would have thought about originally so that is what we're doing this week i'm going to go into the questions and into what i want to talk about when it comes to batman let's so first let's go into questions that you guys submitted to, submitted to me so first, let's go into the questions that you guys submitted to me on um, Twitter. My personal Twitter is at theylovedestinyr, R as in the letter, love as in L-U-V. And then the Twitter for DC and T is just DC and T. Full written out, you'll find me. Um, so the first person who submitted a question, I want to really do this question first because I think it starts off the conversation really well. Jiko, uh, I saw your question about Batman. Um, you said, why is Batman everywhere? Why does Batman have to be the center of everything, especially in the DCEU? And my response, my, I guess, answer to this question is um, because he's Batman. <laughs> I can't take myself seriously, but he's Batman. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to explain. I know there are some people who are not Batman fans, but I think it, it's a serious answer to your question, Chico. I think it just goes back that 
he's such a popular character and I think it comes from Batman the animated series and also uh, the Adam West uh, you know Batman and when it comes to DCEU we have I, I get what you're saying because again we have the Batman we have the Batman that are showing going to show up in the flash we have Batgirl I don't know if another Batman is going to show up in her movie you know it is very Batman centered but at the same time we have Black Adam we have Aquaman 2 Wonder Woman 3 if you want to watch that Shazam 2 we're gonna have the Green Lantern Corps Satana like if you're not into Batman you have plenty of options so yes there is a lot of Batman but um I'm not um when it comes to this question, or I've seen other people, Chico, you're not doing this, but it does remind me of people who act like there's Batman and there's only Batman and there's nothing else. Like there are other options if you don't like Batman. I'm not talking about you, Chico, but I've seen people complaining about, oh, whenever they want a new Batman, he's Batman, obviously. But I think the issue is, is that it's not just like, oh, there's a lot of Batman, but because there's a lot of Batman, they're neglecting their other parts of the DC Trinity, like Superman and Wonder Woman, especially Wonder Woman. Like, yes, she has her whole movies going on right now, but when it comes to Batman, it's like, oh yeah, we have Titans. We have, um, cause you know, that related to Gotham for a little bit in the recent season. Um, we have Harley Quinn. I, yeah, Harley Quinn counts. Cause you know, Batman shows up there. There's so many things, not just the movies, but even in the comics, you know, the most attention is given to Batman. Um, TV shows, the most attention is given to Batman. Movies, most attention is given to Batman. I mean, they are branching out. But when it comes to Superman and Wonder Woman, I kind of get what you're saying when they don't have the same level of, like, establishment um, that Batman gets, you know? Like, I was just talking about this last week. Like, we should know, like, people really should know the mascara by heart, like, how they know Gotham and Metropolis. We should have a Nubia series or an animated movie series or a Young Diana, like, something, you know? That could be, Young Diana will also be a good live-action TV show when I think about it. That could be CW. But <laughs> there, I, I kind of get the frustration when it comes to that, um, if you're talking about in the relation to the Trinity, but why is Batman everywhere? It's just because he's popular. But I, I do see what you're saying. And that, or maybe I'm just putting this on your question. But other characters could be given time as well. Not just like one-off movies, but, you know, building their universes. I get what you're saying. The next question submitted to me, it comes from Adam at Gotham Adam on Twitter. And they asked my favorite Batman villain. So this is an interesting question. <laughs> It's always the common question with uh, any of our heroes. Um, and it's so difficult because Batman has some amazing villains. He has a great rose gallery. It's awesome. You know, I love um, Riddler. I love Scarecrow. I love, um, man, I love everyone. I love Joker. <laughs> of course, Joker. Um, but when it comes to my personal favorite, like I was really thinking deeply about this, you know, when I saw this question. So when it comes to my personal favorite Batman villain, like I will love anything they're in. I want to see them adapted into everything possible. It has to be Poison Ivy. I love Poison Ivy so much. <laughs> it's just... I just love her character. I love her powers. I love her motivations. You know, she's a villain, but she's like... <laughs> um, 
she's a villain, but she also has, you know, the relationship with her plants. So uh, sometimes when she goes into her um, speeches about the environment, you kind of want to agree with her because she's right. But she's a villain. <laughs> I love her adaptations, at least like recently. I like her adaptation um, in the Harley Quinn show. I love that. Poison Ivy, but I want to see Poison Ivy in everything. I want to see her more in live action. I know she's coming to Batwoman. Uh, wait, yeah, Batwoman for whatever reason, but I don't have faith in that show because I don't have faith in any CW show, to be honest. So, um, yeah, but Poison Ivy, definitely, definitely, definitely my favorite Batman villain. Love her with all my heart. So, a next question, I really, it's very interesting because the next question is actually from Nat. I know, Nat, if you're listening to this, you know this is a good run into your question because I know you love Poison Ivy too. And I love your question because you are, you asked, what's the worst thing uh, Bruce has said or done for the good of the mission? And I know you're asking this because of Young Justice. We watched it together and there's this one thing. Oh, spoilers for Young Justice for season three, not the recent season that I still haven't started. But because in season three, Batman, again, keeps secrets from the whole team. It was a, it was a whole thing that season. I was very frustrated with season three because it was so unnecessary what happened with the team division and not telling them that they were different teams but they were working together somehow we were both irritated now so <laughs> i understand your question so what's the worst thing he's uh said and done for the good of the mission and honestly um that sounds kind of crazy sometimes <laughs> like, but the first thing i thought of it is a classic well yeah i think it is a classic story and the first thing i thought of was um and uh, I think it's the Tower of Babel, Justice League. It's a Justice League comic. And I have notes. I have notes somewhere. Yeah, so it's Justice League Tower of Babel written by Mark Wade and drawn by Howard Porter. So this is the first thing I thought of when you said what has he, what's the worst thing he said and done for the good of the mission. Um, so in this comic, Bruce keeps tabs on all of the Justice League. And not just that, he spies on them. He also... Um, make sure to know their strengths and weaknesses so he makes notes on everything about them and <laughs> it turns out that he has a bunch of like hidden records like to how to take them down basically but because he does this and of course he doesn't tell the justice league um a villain in the i'm gonna spoil the whole thing but <laughs> A villain, um, I think it was Ra's al Ghul, yeah, Ra's al Ghul steals all the files, uh, Batman's secret files and all the Justice League and uses his information that he was keeping, you know, without the knowledge of them to like take them down. <laughs> um, that's probably the word, that was what popped into my head first because I'm like, wow, you just spied on everyone and now because you did this, because you don't trust people, um, everyone's gonna suffer, basically. So that was the first thing that popped into my head with your question that but there's there's other things there's I know there's a bunch of stuff and my next question I actually am happy that a lot of people submitted questions I thought it would be like two questions and I might have to figure out how the rest of this episode was gonna go but the next uh, question comes from the sweet Constance he actually asked a really good question I'm glad you asked it because I wouldn't have thought of it beforehand or maybe I would have because I did want to talk about um, BV, uh, Batman versus Superman a, a little bit 
Um, but Constance, you asked, how do you feel about Batman using a gun or a, the no-kill rule that some people go nuts over? And when it comes to my opinion on this, um, to my core, to my heart and soul, I don't think Batman should kill in a vengeful manner, like um, just go around murdering people or something. Um, but I think when it comes to adaptations of Batman and when the, the, those adaptations have Batman killing or Bruce killing in some capacity, I think people often ignore or just don't want to um, comprehend that these adaptations that have Batman killing are not showcasing this as a positive thing. Um, particularly Batman vs. Superman and Titans. I did want to mention Titans because, um, spoiler, quick spoiler for season three. <laughs> but in the recent season, Bruce kills the Joker for killing, um, you know, uh, Jason. And then goes off into his own world and disappears for the rest of the season. For the rest of the season. And, um, man. And they don't even show, like... They just show Bruce, you know, bloody in that. And then, of course, you know, we have Batman who uses guns and, you know, Batman versus Superman. He uses guns and then also, you know, kills people or at least like doesn't. He's not like <laughs> apprehending them. <laughs> but I think what people really, really people really ignore in their criticisms that both of these adaptations are not saying that Bruce killing is good. It's bad. It's not a good thing, <laughs> especially for BBS. I don't really understand so many critics of this movie and who, I swear they haven't watched it because they're truly not comprehending that that's the point of Bruce's entire arc in the film is that even at the end of the film, when he chooses not to even brand Lex, he just punches the wall. And then going from that to him and... Uh, the Snyder Cut. Like, it's not good that he kills. It's never a good thing. It never. Never, 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 never. And in recent history, like, with these, with uh, Batman v Superman and Titans and the recent adaptations, it's never a good thing when Batman decides to kill. I even remember when um, there was the crossover, the CW crossover. I forgot. Um, was it with Batwoman's episode? It was a couple years ago, and I think it was Batwoman's episode, and Batman shows up, and he's, like, older and everything, and I think he also decided to kill. And again, it's not presented as a good thing. <laughs> it's not presented as a good thing. Um, so when it comes to how I feel about Batman using a gun or having, you know, the no-kill rule, um, using a gun, um, God, it's kind of hard because, you know, his parents. I'll focus on the no-killing. I just don't think Batman should kill in a vengeful manner. He shouldn't be a murderer, you know? But when it comes to how I feel about these adaptations that have him killing, the reason why I don't criticize them as much is because I know in how it's being presented is that it's not something that's like, oh, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Oh my God, Batman using a gun. Oh my God, Batman slammed that guy into the crate and he's dead. So cool. Oh my God. <sighs> so awesome. No. That's not how it's being presented. And I think it's also just so weird that people, maybe they just haven't watched like the Michael Keaton movies 
But even then, I know people were dying. People were dying so much in those movies. And maybe it was, um, you know, um, you know, offhand like explosions or not direct, but they were not alive. So it's interesting. I wonder if the, um, the Keaton movies got that same criticism or have people have forgotten over time. I have no clue. Um, but that is my long-winded answer to your, to your uh, question, Constance. Yeah, I don't think Batman should really kill. And when it comes to adapting, like, these adaptations that show him killing, as long as that it's not presented as it's like, oh, it's this awesome thing and he's off the rails and blah, blah. Um, most adaptations that show him killing is not, is not presented in a positive manner. So I'm, a, I'm okay with that. And next, um, well kind of question uh, was from Lizzie and it wasn't really a question you just said uh, Batfleck and the Batman trailer so I'm assuming you just want my opinions on these things but first Batfleck is what I wanted to address because because um I love Ben Affleck as Batman love him as Bruce Wayne he is just so perfect and it's so funny because when he was cast I was not convinced even when I first saw him in the bat suit and just a promotional photo I really was not convinced it was only when I really started seeing trailers of Batman v Superman that I really started to like him and then when I uh, saw the movie itself Batman v Superman and Snyder Cut I'm like man I just I love his Bruce Wayne he's a perfect Bruce Wayne by the way Ben Affleck was just born to be Bruce Wayne and I love his Batman I love his um I love his uh story arc or his character arc as he goes on because he's an older Batman who has lost his Robin, who turns out to be Dick Grayson. Yeah, yeah it turns out to be Dick Grayson. He's lost his Robin to Joker and apparently Harley Quinn, who I think participated in that. Uh, just from... Honestly, wait, did Harley... I think so. Because in the first Suicide Squad movie, they did mention that she was an accomplice to Robin's murder. So, he's lost his Robin. He's, old, he's older, more cynical, somehow. And, but I love his character arc of, you know, being against, you know, this unknown figure like Clark. Or to him, just Superman, because at this time, he does not think of Superman as just, you know, a, a person. Uh, I, lo I love his whole character arc of going from hopeless to hopeful, in a way. And even... A lot of it is through visual storytelling and I even like I mentioned before the part where he didn't he decides not to brand Lex and um, going into the Snyder Cut him being such having so much faith and hope and being a leader and like, oh I just love Ben Affleck as Batman it's just done so well and t I will never get over that we don't have you know a back black move a back black movie or um, series with um, a Deathstroke Oh man, Deathstroke looks so amazing. <laughs> so amazing. I just, I love that flick. And next I wanted to, there was something else you asked. So both you, Lizzie, and Chase, you asked about the Batman trailer. And my opinion, I think I'm assuming you mean the new one, obviously. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it so much. I love how it's this mystery film noir. I love everything about it. I love Batman um, mixed with noir. It's, it, it goes with him so well. And I think Catwoman is perfect, 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 perfect. I love, again, the mystery of the film with the Riddler. And we also have Penguin. Um... And the cinematography, I think what really gets me with the most recent trailer is that the cinematography looks so on point. I look, 
it just looks like a classic waiting to be seen. It just, so many frames. I'm like, this is perfect Batman. How is this even possible? <laughs> it's crazy. I, I did a reaction and I freaked out. And the, you know, the last shot of the film where he's, well, not the film, but of the trailer, but he's walking to Penguin's car and it's on fire and his cape is flowing behind him. It's just, oh my gosh, that trailer was amazing. And when it comes to both trailers, I don't even know which one I like more. I think they're both amazing, both uh, this most recent one and last year's. It's just, I think it's awesome, 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 awesome. I can't believe you have to wait until March of next year. But that trailer was exceeded somehow exceeded my very high expectations so chase um the rest of my questions actually come from you you actually submitted a lot of questions so thank you so you also asked um another batman or the batman related question um you asked about my predictions for the batman and hopes for the sequels and so when it comes to the batman i think the film itself is going to do really well in at the box office like not just the box office, but I think it's just going to get a good reception. Um, but when it comes to the plot of the movie, I really don't have true predictions or, or breakdowns of the plot because it is, the trailers are very cryptic and I haven't, and honestly, I kind of just want to dive in. So I don't really have um, expectations when it comes to, oh, how is Penguin going to be taken down? If he is, how is Riddler going to be taken down? I, I do not know. <laughs> I do not know, but I do think it's going to be a great film noir kind of mystery film with our early days Batman and Catwoman. And I love, I absolutely love that um, their relationship is going to be, I don't know if it's going to be a main focus, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be on the back burner. And it doesn't seem like Catwoman is going to be thrown to the wayside either because the trailers have really highlighted her. And I know, again, trailers can be deceptive, but how much we've seen of her in, you know, several different settings in the trailers, I'm really hoping that she has a very major role because Zoe Kravitz looks so awesome. She really does. She's she's awesome. <laughs> she's also perfect. Um, and then for possible sequels, I don't necessarily know. I just would want them to really expand the world of this Gotham and just keep on building the rogues gallery. Um, like getting, you know, introducing more villains, you know, growing the relationship between Batman and Catwoman. Um, that would be my only hope. And I, if there was a sequel to the Batman, I don't even know what villain they should focus on first. Maybe, okay, so we have Riddler's, um, we have Riddler, Penguin in this movie. Maybe someone like Scarecrow could be next. Um, just in logistics wise. I don't know why that seems like a good next villain. Uh, I know someone mentioned Mr. Freeze. I think that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, I think those are, I think when it comes to predictions, I just think the Batman is going to be very good. And in a very good uh, noir kind of-esque uh, film. And I just really, if there are sequels, I really want them to dive as deep into Gotham as possible. The next question from Chase is, do you think having a Robin in the Batman would work? If so, how should he be introduced and do you have an actor in mind? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if having a Robin in the Batman would work because since it's early days Bruce Wayne, 
Because I feel if a if a Robin was introduced, it has to be Dick Grayson. It has to be Dick Grayson. He's the first Robin. And I just can't budge on that, you know? So I think it should be, you know, the classic story of uh, Dick losing his parents. And I guess because of that, it would have to be a child actor. And I don't really have anyone in mind. I, again, I don't know if it will work in the Batman because um, unless they did some kind of time jump because... Uh, Bruce Wayne himself is in his early days. So, I don't know. I don't know. I would have to, This is a, like a 50-50 for me. And next, uh, would you like to see Joker in the Matt Reeves verse? If so, who would you like to see cast? Um, I think it would be fascinating to see Matt Reeves take on the Joker. But at the same time, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. And I do want to see some other villains get their time in the sun. Honestly, I for the Joker, I know a lot of people have said Bill Skarsgård for kind of for obvious reason, if for obvious reasons if you know Bill Skarsgård. But <laughs> I don't really have anyone in mind that's just like so close to my heart. And I think that's because one, it's very tough to cast, and two, it's because I really want some other villains. And I'm glad you asked this next question. Um, Chase, because you also asked, could you see someone like Ivy or Clayface work within the Batman series? And Ivy, yes. Also, just because I love Poison Ivy, as I said earlier. But Clayface, I don't know, not so much. Um, but at the same time, it's strange. I kind of do trust Matt Reeves to do uh, his interpretation of this character because I just kind of trust what he's doing with the Batman film in general. But Ivy, for sure. Ivy is, yes, I want her in the Batman universe right now, not on Batwoman, not on some other TV show, uh, unless it's Harley Quinn, you know, on HBO Max. But other than that, I want her live action in the films. And I just love Poison Ivy, and I would love to see uh, the take on her in this universe, in this Gotham. And some castings, I do have some castings idea for uh, Poison Ivy uh, live action. I, I don't know why, ever since I saw this... Um, I saw some concept art of Ana de Armas as Poison Ivy. I think she would be amazing. Rebecca Ferguson, but at the same time, I think Rebecca Ferguson is going to be busy soon because of Dune. <laughs> and then someone who's also would be an interesting choice is uh, Jodie Turner-Smith. Oh, I, I love Jodie Turner-Smith. So if you're listening, Matt Reeves, and you're thinking about... <laughs> If you're thinking about casting Poison Ivy in the future, I think my casting ideas are awesome. I think I would make an amazing casting director, even though I can't think of a good Joker. <laughs> but those are um, Ivy for sure, and those are my you know my top three uh, casting ideas. Next question, interesting. Um, this this is a fascinating question. So Chase, you asked, do you think Batman Cape Crusader could be seen as the definitive Batman the way many see Batman the anime series? I can't recall who said it or the exact wording, but I read it will be even more Batman the anime series than uh, BTAS because they weren't allowed to do certain things back then. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. I forgot who said it. I thought it was during the DC fandom presentation. I think it was one of the producers. But to be honest, I have no expectations for if it could be the definitive Batman because I don't think, I don't know, I just don't think anyone can uh, or anything can take Batman the anime series place as the definitive series. I mean, I think people could like Batman Crate Crusader. Um, it looks interesting. But 
taking the place as a definitive Batman, I don't have to see it to believe it, honestly. So that was my last question. Thank you guys for submitting questions. And this week, um, I really wanted to focus on where to start reading Batman comics. <laughs> I told you guys, I will tell you every week, I have to get you guys into comics because I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast who like Batman, um, but or even just, you know, DC in general, but it's not always based in, in comics. And but I really want you guys to read something, something. So when it comes to Batman comics, this is such a conundrum. <laughs> uh, so take some notes. Here's where to start. So, I see so many debates about this. Um, so here is my definitive list. Just listen to me. Trust me. I think, you know what? I know what I'm talking about. But before I get started with my list, I just want to tell you right now, do not, I repeat, do not read deconstructed stories as your start into a character. Do not do that. And do not listen to anyone who says that deconstructive stories are a great introduction to a character. Okay? Now, with that being said, Scott Snyder and Grant Morrison. <laughs> uh, Scott Snyder and Grant Morrison, or it should really be Grant Morrison and Scott Snyder because um, Grant Morrison comes first. But I'm again, I'm just going to... I'm recommending these things that I'm about to tell you because it's a good way to start reading comics before you get into a bunch of classic stories that I will mention later. I will tell you some classic Batman stories that you can pick up, but this is where I think you should read first just to get used to reading comics um, if you haven't read anything or no Batman at all. So with Grant Morrison, I think the easiest way to read his run of Batman is really just to pick up um, the Omnibus uh, collection. And it collects all of uh, Morrison's writings. And so there's three volumes. So if you pick up volume one, two, three of Batman by Grant Morrison, it'll be a big book. Or if you read digitally, it's going to be long. But so it will cover in those volumes, there's Batman and Son, there's the resurrection, uh, resurrection of Ra's al Ghul, there's uh, Batman and Robin, you have, um, and that's also I think where you have the return of Bruce Wayne, Batman Incorporated, um, probably just go with, probably pick up the first volume one first, or if you really just want to start with something small, if you don't know if you're going to like it, just try Batman and Son. Um, and then even maybe Batman and Robin by Grant Morrison, that could work. So those would be my recommendations. But Grant Morrison, he's he's like a classic Batman writer. <laughs> if, you, if you do read Batman comics, you know what I'm talking about. So and then next, my other recommendation is Scott Snyder because he came like direct, directly after Grant Morrison. I believe. <laughs> uh, so again, his um, if you want to go with him, I would just say go with his um, Omnibus collection. And he has, um, I think he was, Scott Snyder was also like the new 52 era of time, but I really like his, um, he has, he wrote Batman, literally just like, I think the first volume of the collection uh, collects Batman Zero to like 32, 33 or something and also like a, the Batman annuals. So uh, during those time periods, during these runs, uh, 
he wrote about Court of Owls, Death of the Family, and Zero, Zero Year. And then there's also the Batman Internal that you could read from him. And then something that actually is more deconstructive-ish is uh, Batman the Black Mirror, and that collects Detective Comics. I don't know what numbers, but it's, de- it's Detective Comics. So those are my recommendations from Scott Snyder. I tried to vote for both of these and trying to make it into collections so it's as simple as possible for you to go and find these you know and now when it comes to some classic you know stories of batman that you always hear about but for some reason i always see people recommending these um and they should be recommended in general but for some reason i always see people recommending these comics to beginners and i'm like no don't do that don't read this if this is your first batman comic that you're ever going to pick up what in the world no but after you maybe read a bit of scott snyder read a bit of grant morrison then you can pick this up so my recommendations for classic stories you know like the uh, necessary reading i guess is a batman year one that's frank miller there's batman hush long halloween uh dark knight returns and the killing joke killing joke is definitely uh last <laughs> not last as in quality but like you know wait on that killing joke is a whole experience but um hush is uh hush and uh long halloween uh jeff Loeb, uh jim lee um is also on hush and then dark knight returns of course frank miller and then killing joke is alan moore um so those are you know those are the classic stories you know the necessary readings i always see being recommended to people who want to are asking oh where should i read batman comics what are the best ones to read and if your question is where you should start it's no but if you want to pick these up after you read uh, particularly grant morrison then that's fine you know and then again i'm making this (laughs) I love comics, you guys. I have to get you into comics. I'm determined. I'm determined. So when it comes to current comics, if you do, if you don't want to do, you know, the research of like reading the past and you know finding this stuff, even though it's really, it's some of this is really not hard to find at all, honestly. Um, but another recommendation I have, if you want to get into reading comics, at the end of the day just jump into reading comics sometimes it does it is a good idea sometimes you just you know what let me just pick up this comic read over it let me just see what's going on in today's current comic land of dc comics and of batman because at the same time there's a lot of batman so but again if you really do want to just jump into dc comics jump into batman you have so many options like right now you have there's detective comics batman Batman the Imposter, I Am Batman, Batman 89, and then I really recommend Batman Urban Legends. I love, I mean, I love Batman Urban Legends so much. But, and then this isn't even including, uh, like, Batman adjacent comics, like Bat Family and just Bat, like, Gotham characters. So, you know, there's Catwoman's comic, there's a a comic for Robin, for Damian Wayne. Uh, there's Nightwing, there's Charlie Quinn. There's a bunch of stuff that you can really just jump into. Just kind of grab. I would grab definitely Batman Urban Legends, Detective Comics, just to see what's going on right now. Um, and again, sometimes there is no problem just jumping in. Don't even be intimidated. Like, just jump in. 
And then also, if you don't have like um, a comic store near you, you can always just use Comixology. I know some people don't like Comixology, but if you are a beginner and you want to get into comics, just get Comixology. Just browse it so, so you can see again what is going on, uh, what's new again, what's available. Because uh, sometimes, again, it can be an overwhelming world and I, I understand that. So that is all I have for you today for DC and T. Again, not that much tea today, <laughs> um, but I did have fun talking about Batman with you guys and DC Comics. I did kind of make about half of this episode more comics oriented because, again, I, I, I love reading these things and I just want to impart the love onto you. <laughs> that is my main goal so I don't want to always make it like about movies 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 because sometimes when people talk about DC they just think about DCEU when there's a whole world there's there's a whole world out there apart from DCEU there's the animated movies the animated TV shows like uh not just Batman the animated series but Justice League Unlimited like oh my god such classics uh, <laughs> and then again even like the live action TV shows going on right now like Doom Patrol and uh Titans on HBO Max so there's a whole world and I'm going to try to highlight every corner of that world each week I'll try but um, again, I had so much fun talking about Batman. I do love Batman. He has some great stories, some great comic streams, some great movies to watch, and some great TV shows to watch, like Gotham. I still haven't watched Gotham. I will get on that, I, pro I promise, after I finish Doom Patrol. But um, thank you to everyone who submitted questions for this podcast. And don't uh, always feel free to submit you know, any um, topics that you just want to hear me talk about. Just at me on Twitter because um, even though, again, I do have a lot of ideas for this podcast, I can always just throw something in as a new segment. You never know. So again, don't be afraid to at me on Twitter. So thank you again for submitting questions. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And I'll talk to you guys later.